Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Apologies for doing the show uh, later than planned. Originally, we were supposed to do it at 10.30, but due to the exciting encounter between Chelsea and and Real Madrid, I thought it was only right to try and digest what happened and reschedule the show. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the Champions League uh, roundup today. So the game itself, um, what a game. Uh, end-to-end stuff. I thought Chelsea were going to do it, to be honest with you. Um, great comeback from them. Some great goals. I think Rudiger was outstanding uh, throughout the whole game. Made some very, very crucial blocks. Uh, and in, in terms of Chelsea, they need to do everything they can to keep him at the club and offer him a contract because, for me, he's been one of the stand-up performers in the Premier League, 100%, but also in the Champions League campaign. So, yeah, he had a fantastic game. Mount, obviously, scoring the opening goal was fantastic. Um, and there were no, who's, you know, not as prolific as some people would expect him to be, but was on the score sheet today and was also on the score sheet um, during the weekend as well. So, great game. Um, and unfortunately, it was the man of the hour, um, Mr. Kareem Benzema, who got the crucial win in the end. So, Chelsea fans, I'm sure you're feeling a bit deflated right now, but you gave it your all. Um, it was very unlucky uh, that you didn't go through to the next stage. But what a game uh, for the neutral. And this is a great advertisement for the Champions League as it was end-to-end stuff. So um, I think Real Madrid would have been favourites before this game anyway. So there's no sort of shame in losing this, this tie. But the next fixture, for me, this was the surprise result, and that is Bayern Munich uh, versus Villarreal. Um, Villarreal had an advantage in the first leg uh, as the game concluded to 1-0. Uh, Lewandowski scored the opening goal for this second leg, and then it was Chukuze who came on later on. I think he scored in the 87th mi- uh, minute, grabbed the winner. Um, great play by uh, Lo Celso as well to help with the assist there. Yeah, I was not expecting that. And obviously, whoever wins um, the Liverpool and Benfica uh, tie, which is taking place tomorrow, will be playing against Villarreal. So at this stage, it seems like it will be Liverpool and Villarreal. Um, for Liverpool fans, that's probably what we wanted anyway. So, yeah, huge surprise. I think most would have expected Bayern Munich to have sort of concluded this game in better fashion as it was at their home stadium as well. So... Credit to Villarreal. Um, I think Unai Emre deserves a bit of a mention there. Uh, fantastic record in European football. Uh, never die attitude, and that's representative of his teams uh, going forward. So, yeah, exciting. A uh, couple of games for the Champions League. I'll definitely be catching up with highlights again just to kind of revisit what happened today as there was some great football uh, to showcase. So, so, yeah, that's the Champions League roundup. Fantastic game there. Uh, before we do our Premier League match value to review, we've got a couple of comments here from Madison Smith. That Modric assist was unreal. Uh, he's he's an unreal player, full stop. Um, and I believe he's 36. And he's he's aging like red wine. He just gets better with time. I think it was just phenomenal. Um, both ties, I think it was amazing. So, yeah, beautiful 
beautiful technician of the football there. And the rules just looked dead in the water before that. Yeah, to be fair, I feel like the momentum was with Chelsea throughout that whole tie. And I just felt like, oh, they'll get there. And obviously they had that goal disallowed, which I thought might have put a setback onto their to their ambitions for the game. But no, they looked like they were going to go through. And then Benzema was the guy to kind of clinch the tie and crown himself as the king because he he got the winning goal there. So yeah, end to end stuff. Great for the neutrals. Obviously, Chelsea fans probably feel for you right now in terms of um, the defeat. But I said there's no there's no sort of shame in losing that tie. As you know, this is why we watch the Champions League uh, to see the best teams compete against each other. And today was no different. So amazing end to, uh, to our football night today. And then yes, yeah, so we'll begin our review of the Premier League at match 32. So no other place to start, but. The game of the season in, in my book, uh, Manchester City versus Liverpool, uh, result ended 2-2. My thoughts on the game itself, I think Liverpool were quite lucky, especially in the first half, not to be conceding more goals than they did, especially the opening 10 minutes. Raheem Sterling had a glorious chance, uh, but, what, but wasn't able to convert. And they had numerous chances going forward. Liverpool, for me, looked really edgy. Uh, nervous in the ball. I think Fabinho represents that. He was awful in the first half. Uh, whenever he got the ball, sort of when he got it from the defence, his back would be against the midfield and he just wouldn't be able to make the turn to do any passing or have that self-awareness around him Him or players in terms of the opposition were around him. So very disappointed as how he started the game. Mane, for me, was pretty quiet as well. Didn't really make much of an impact in the first half. But thankfully, in the second half, I'm sure Jürgen Klopp had a few words to say to kind of rev up the team as they were playing below par and Man City were running rings around us. And that's the truth. And thankfully, that equaliser in the first opening minute of the second half, I believe it was, that definitely helped us. And we got a bit of momentum. We were better in possession as well. Towards the end, it actually could have gone either way. Both teams could have won, in my opinion. But but no, I think 2-2 was the fair result. Some would probably argue and say Man City had the better chance and maybe should have converted more, which is a fair point. But I think just looking at both halves, I think Liverpool did enough to kind of get stuck in and compete against Man City. Uh, I think before the game itself, I was hoping for a 1-0 uh, victory for Liverpool. That's what my... Uh, heart was saying, but my head was always on the fence in terms of that. I feel like it was always going to be a draw. And the draw is not the worst result for Liverpool, in my opinion, considering that we could have actually lost this game. As I feel like City were the better team, in my opinion, in the, on the day. And the title race goes on. It continues as I've titled the episode. Uh, it hasn't changed in that regards. For me, the momentum still with Liverpool in terms of the way we're winning games. We've got the knack of winning right now, which is a championship trait itself. So, no, there's no harm done, I think, in regards to our title campaign. Obviously, we've got the Champions League tie next week, so we might be in a semi-final very soon as well. So, season still continues for us. We still uh, keep going. Uh, we move, as everyone likes to say. And, yeah, I don't think it hampers our position in the league. I think some have already said that this, the momentum with City now, um, it can go either way. I think 
on paper, City have the better fixtures. Uh, but for Liverpool as well, we've got, for me, three fixtures in, that come to mind that I feel like could be a sort of sticky point. That's Everton. So obviously, that's the Merseyside diary. Anything can happen in that game. You've got United, even though they've been pretty poor of recent weeks. Uh, that can change with a flash of a, a, a moment in the game as well. And then you've got Tottenham, who are in fantastic form right now and challenging for that full spot. So those are the difficult ties. But there's nothing to say Liverpool can't win all those three games. It's just that I feel like there will be points dropped for both teams. Um, or they might just go throughout the whole season and win all the games, which is not what we want. I feel like, you know, because we lost the league title by one point, I feel like luck might be on side and it might be flip of a script this season. That's me being hopeful, but who knows? We'll see how the title race concludes there. The next game, Arsenal and Brighton. So, yeah, this is not a good look for Arsenal in regards to their top four race. I know they're having issues in regards to um, scoring goals. Lacazette, for me, just seems to be MIA right now. He's just hasn't got his shooting boots on whatsoever. So, Arsenal fans, it is a bit of a worrying time considering how the games have panned out. The goals itself, all three of the goals were fantastic. You had uh, Trossard, who for me is a bit of an underrated player. I feel like he's a fantastic um, player for Brighton. Scored the opening goal, fantastic shot in the top corner. Then you have... Uh, Mwepu, sorry, who scored a fantastic goal. He was one of the star performers in the game, in my opinion. And the other guy for me was the only one that looked like he had something in him or had that spark. And he was able to score a fantastic goal later on in the half. So, yeah, it's it's definitely dampened, I think, the race uh, in terms of Arsenal's progression and with Tottenham winning back-to-back as well. Who knows? Um, the goals are drying up, so it doesn't look like um, it's a sort of set in stone to know who will get that top four. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, it will go to the wire, in my opinion. And plus, both teams, Arsenal and Tottenham, will be playing each other next month in a few weeks' time. So anything can happen in regards to that. Got another comment here from Madison Smith. Does Salah's dipping form warrant him to lower his contract demands? Um, I don't think so. I think every player goes through that dip in form uh, in their career. Uh, and he's just having one of those moments right, right now. I think he's had a very tough and very busy um, 2022, where obviously he went to AFCON as well. Lost in the final against Senegal. So mentally, that would have affected him as well. And then he had the World Cup, World Cup qualifiers against Senegal and then lost both of the legs so that he hasn't qualified for the World Cup. So I think that international aspect, sort of international part of his game has been mentally draining for him. And unfortunately, that's reflected into his club form as well. He just seems to be off the pace a little bit, in my opinion. Um, maybe he should be rested tomorrow. That's what I would do personally. Um, as with a 3-1 lead is what you're expected to go through. So I think it would be best for him to just rest uh, in this tie and we can go on is the next fixture over the weekend, which I believe is Manchester United. So, so yeah, that's that's what I would say. I think in terms of his contract demands, 
I have no idea in terms of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, obviously, hearing different aspects from different journalists regarding the contract talk. Some saying it was pretty much done deal. Some saying it's closed. Some saying that there hasn't been any movement since December. So it's a tricky one. Um, I think it all comes down to what Mo Salah wants. Does he want to leave the club to gain more money or does he want to leave a legacy behind and stay with Liverpool? That is the ultimate question for Mo Salah. I think if he joins a PSG, just look at what Messi's doing right now. He's not really spoken about that much because he's a dipped in form. The league isn't the most competitive either. So even if he did win the league title, it doesn't really do much in terms of his legacy. Uh, you've got Real Madrid, Barcelona, who've been going through their financial issues as well. They're not the dominant force right now. Bayern Munich, who are one of the top teams in Europe, they've just lost to Villarreal. So for me, Man City and Liverpool are the best teams in world football. And he's at Liverpool right now. So it's up to him in terms of how he sees it. If he wants a sort of change of um, atmosphere or a new experience, then, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If he wants to leave the club, I won't have any sort of anything bad to say about that. End of the day, you know, he's human. He's got every right to do what he wants. Um, but if it was my choice, I'd love for him to stay. I think he's doing fantastic at the club. And I feel like he's got more to come as well if he continues to play for Liverpool, especially under Jürgen Klopp. So, so yeah, who knows what these contract talks uh, entail right now. I'm just hoping some, for some good news in the coming weeks. So we'll see how it goes there. Another comment from Madison Smith. I told you I was concerned about this Arsenal team. If something doesn't change soon, we could even lose the Europa League spot. We are fortunate that Man United is poor and West Ham are inconsistent. That's a good point. Um, May United have been so poor. And yeah, even West Ham, I think they've got one eye on the Europa League tie because they've got a second leg with Lyon coming up very soon. So I think they're going more for that European push than anything else. Um, Lyon Europa League spot. You know, it's tight in that, in that area of the league. I can't lie. So yeah, we've still got quite a few games left. Uh, I think you've got a game in, in uh, as an advantage as well. So Somehow I need to get the points. Um, doesn't look like it's coming from Lacazette as he's a player that hasn't got his shooting boots and hasn't had it for a long time. So maybe switching the players around a bit. I'd probably go with Martinelli up front. I think he's got that aggressive style of play to kind of trouble a defence and stretch defences playing on the shoulder. Uh, I know he's not a natural striker, but at this stage, I think you need someone with pace to kind of open up defences as well. Still got Saka on, the, on one side. You can always bring back Pepe to play on one wing or put Smith-Rowe on the left um, to balance it out in, in the midfield. And then you've got Odegaard as a number 10. So that would be an option going forward. As Lacazette for me isn't doing enough. Um, I know some say that his all-round play is good for the team, but right now you need goals. So maybe have him as an impact sub. Who knows? But... I wouldn't be too deflated right now. There's still a lot of games to play for. Uh, you, you never know. Things can change. You know, Tottenham, I know they're in a rich vein of form right now, but they've been inconsistent this season as well. So there's nothing to say that it can't happen in the upcoming matches. So, you know, the race heating's up full of top four, full of top spot as well. So, yeah, lots to talk about in regards to games coming up. And speaking of Tottenham, we can quickly highlight their game as well. 
4-0 against Aston Villa, which is an away match as well. What a spectacular result. Son was fantastic uh, throughout this game. And Harry Kane has all got a hat-trick of assist, I believe. So he was on, on top of his game as well. But one player I have to mention is um, Kulusevsky. I think he's been a phenomenal signing for Spurs. Kind of came out of the blue in terms of signing for the club. I had only seen him a handful of times for Juventus in the Champions League campaign. Uh, and I've been really impressed with him. Uh, really dominates that right-hand side. Left foot as well, so cuts in. And has a great shot on him. Um, and has provided a lot of assists in recent weeks as well. So he's definitely added an attacking threat to that Spurs team. But also great balance as well. So really impressed with him. I think he actually might be that deciding factor of, of Tottenham making it for the top four. I think that that is the level of impact he's had. I know a lot of people are talking about Luis Diaz for Liverpool, but Kulevsky is on the same level, maybe even more in terms of the numbers that he's produced in the Premier League. So, so no, fantastic performance from him in terms of Tottenham. They're in a great position right now. So I believe they're still fourth. I'm just going to check what the points tally is. So, yeah, 57 points. Arsenal still have a game in hand. But yeah, it's looking good. You know, Chelsea have got 62 points. So if they keep going there, Chelsea might need to look over their shoulders as well because they haven't been consistent in recent weeks either. So no, great victory for Tottenham. Not a huge surprise in my opinion as Aston Villa haven't really been in great form recent weeks. They've been really poor, to be honest with you. I know Ramsey had a great moment in the game where he had that solo run on the left-hand side and almost scored. Great save by Hugo Lloris. Um, other than that there wasn't much going on in terms of the Aston Villa attack there so no surprise in terms of the result but Tottenham continue their form and a top four race looks a bit undecided right now in terms of a neutral perspective because I was saying Arsenal a few months ago now I'm a bit on the fence I have no idea who's going to finish fourth at this stage it probably looks like advantage Tottenham the North London derby will be the key um Kind of like the whole Man City and Liverpool game. It was like, this is the title decider. That match will probably be the top four position decider itself. So, exciting for the neutrals, but I'm sure it's nail-biting moments for Arsenal and Tottenham fans right now. Next game, we've got Southampton and Chelsea. So, obviously, Chelsea were in bad form of in the last seven days, losing 4-1 uh, to Brentford. And obviously losing 3-1 to Real Madrid in the first leg. But they managed to pick up some form as well. Uh, Mason Mount playing in like a number 10 uh, role, but drifting to the right-hand side as well. He was on, on ball with this, with this game. You had Timo Werner scoring the brace as well. Could have got a hat-trick, but the, I think the rebound came to Kai Havertz, who, who was on the score sheet as well. So... Fantastic win for Chelsea. Um, it definitely helped bring some confidence into the team for today's game. Unfortunately, they lost, but I feel like that reaction was perfect from the team. Um, I was a little bit sceptical, especially with the way Tuchel sport spoke about the squad uh, in public as well. But that's a, you know, who am I to, <laughs> to kind of judge a manager? I think he knew what he was doing. It was a psychological um well communicating to his players that look we need to buckle up and give it a one more push because we can do it in the second leg and they almost did it today as well so unlucky in terms of today but 
Premier League form is picking up a bit more. They've got Tottenham and Arsenal behind their back, so they need to keep going and try and cement that third spot as it's not guaranteed at this stage, to be honest with you. And the final game I'm reviewing is Everton and Manchester United. So Manchester United had one job and they couldn't do it. Couldn't believe the outcome of this game. Uh, United were poor. Um, it didn't help the fact that Ronaldo slapped the fans' uh, hand and broke his phone as well uh, in frustration. Um, there's no room for that. Shouldn't have behaved that at all, in my opinion. But in terms of the game, Gordon, one of the local uh, boys for Everton, scored the goal, deflected shot, but I don't think he would care less in terms of how he scored it. He got the winning goal for his team. And that's going to add momentum to Everton's campaign. Will they have enough to survive? It's, it's, I wouldn't rule it out because Burnley, uh, I think they lost as well, didn't they? So at this stage, it's quite neck and neck in terms of um, that relegation fight right now. Checking, Yeah, so they lost 2-0 to Norwich. So it can go either way. It can literally go either way. So if I was to put a bet on it, I'm not a betting man, but if I was... Um, I'd probably give it to, I think Everton could survive. Um, because there's a four-point gap. They both played 30 games each. Uh, that's Everton and Burnley. So I think if they're able to get a couple of wins, they might just be able to have enough to push further up the league. You've got Leeds United that have played 32 points out of 33. So they've improved, to be fair, under the new managing Jesse March. But I feel like... They could be sucked into that relegation. But for me, it's between Everton and Burnley. Um, at this stage, I'd probably say Burnley would be going down just because simply of this win. I think this is going to give them a boost. Will it have an effect on the Merseyside derby? I think Liverpool will win that. But you never know. Emotions can run high. They might get a screamer that hits the top corner and, win, and they win the game. So, obviously, God forbid that that doesn't happen. But I think momentum's on their side because they've got this win would definitely help their morale and boost their chances of getting some points further up. So crazy match week in the Premier League. Um, you had the top, two, two top big teams um, equalising. Top four race looking neck and neck between Arsenal, Tottenham. United, for me, they weren't really in it. But now I feel like it's cemented that they're not going to be challenging for that top four. In fact, it looks like they don't want that top four spot the way they've been playing recently. So, no surprise there. And then Chelsea, victorious. Uh, unfortunately, lost today. But, who knows, might help their campaign going forward. They've got a semi-final to look forward to as well against Crystal Palace this weekend. So, still another trophy to play for. So, yeah, lots, lots of games coming up for the top teams there. And what I'll do now for you guys is present my team of the week so let me share my screen with everybody there we go so this is my team of the week for match first match week 32 so i've gone for pickford in goal i think he had a good game made a crucial save uh during the game which i feel like helped the team claim the win there um so that's why i'm going there back four Alonso was on the score sheet, but had a great game um, for Chelsea. Even today, he had a fantastic game. That's why I've got him there. Romero, for me, a player that Tottenham missed. Um, 
I'll say Eli Harford since 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 his injury. Um, definitely a welcome return, and he looks to me a good talent as well, and looks very assured on the ball, and has that extra quality that you need from a centre back. So, yeah, that's why I've got him in the team. Rudiger as well, uh, another dominant performance from him, and so that's why I've got him there. Ailing a solid performance from from him. Um, playing the part in Leeds United 3-0 win over the weekend as well. So that's what I've got there. My midfield, uh, Drewsbury Hall scored a fantastic goal for Leicester City. Lovely left foot strike, top corner. Same goals for M. Whipple, who scored a fantastic goal against Arsenal. Uh, lovely shot to get the winner. Uh, so credit to him. Um, helped his team win the, win the tie over the weekend. So, Gumerez, uh, not on the score sheet, but had a fantastic game. Uh, and you can see why Newcastle splashed the cash for him. Looks a classy player, great touch on the ball, great passing variation. Uh, looks a good signing. So, expect to see more of him next season in terms of what he brings to the table with new signings, which I'm sure will be happening in the summer for Newcastle. And then front three, Son, I've got my sort of captain armband, which is what I regard as star of the week. Uh, fantastic with this hat trick there. Son is, uh, sorry, Kane as well, providing a hat trick assist. And Mason Mount with two goals as well. So that's my team of the week there. So let me, go, let me know what you guys think with my selection. Before we conclude the show, I will announce the FPL manager of the week. So I got 69 points, which is not too bad. Climbing up the league a little bit. Obviously, there's only a few weeks left now. So won't be winning the league, unfortunately. But person in our league did fantastic and got a very, very good score and goes by the name of Adri Kara, who scored 105 points. So congrats to Andrew. That's a very, very good um, points tally for this match week. I noticed you got some, I think you had Son as your captain, which was masterstroke. I should have, I got Son in my team, but I put Kane as my captain. So that was a, a poor choice of uh, captaincy for my part. Then you had Gordon in your team as well. Uh, so, yeah, you made some very good selections there. So, well done to Adri regarding the metric there. And, yes, that wraps us for today. So, thank you for tuning in at a very late time. I really appreciate uh, your support. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our channel. Um, unfortunately, I didn't do a show yesterday. Apologies. I was a little bit busy yesterday. But next week on Monday, I will be doing a Talk That Talk episode um, 10 30 uk time on instagram live so please make sure to tune in uh, and participate as well if you'd like to come on the show or just uh, give me your thoughts and comments through the live chat we can you know have a good discussion or if you'd like to spark a debate the floor is yours we can do that as well so that'll be our next uh, interactive uh, show on instagram next week uh, next scheduled episode will be this Thursday, which is the 14th of April at 10.30 p.m. UK time. Um, I will be previewing the games coming up this weekend. Um, I might even speak about the FA Cup uh, matches as well between Chelsea and Crystal Palace and Liverpool and Man City. So two big games coming up. So we'll do a combination of a Premier League and FA Cup uh, preview show as well. So yes, that wraps us for today. So thank you again for tuning in. Uh, stay safe, take care of yourselves, and I hope to see you on Thursday. Good night.